Welcome back to another episode of On the Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and we have a very special guest here today, goaltender for the Columbus River Dragons, Cody Karpinski. Cody, how are you? Doing very well. Thanks for asking, Jack. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Excited to get this going. We've been wanting to have you for a while now, and it's good to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All right, so you played uh, juniors a while back, 2012, I believe it was, right? Yeah, so um, it was 2012 into 2013 was the season. Um, I, it was my first season back after six years on my couch and um, went from – I started off the year in uh, um, where I played till around Christmas time there. And then I was fortunate enough to kind of come home and in a weird circumstance um, end up basically with a steal for like a good couple of weeks up until like the deadline. Um, pretty much just like as like a practice goalie. Um, and then, yeah, the, the steal, um, I, you know, my time stopped with the steal. And then um, a couple of weeks later, uh, I got a call from the Chicago Blackhawks and the rest is history, I guess. So, yeah, it's it, it's like kind of a weird story. Um, my, I'll, I'll never forget, like I was um, I had just gotten like, you know, released and caught whatever. Yeah. Uh, on the steal, my goalie coach was like, hey, Cody, like, you know, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just chilling at Hooters with my family. Why, what's up? And he's like, hey, um, the Chicago Blackhawks are going to give you a call in about five minutes. Uh, be ready. And I was like, hey, like, you know, don't mess with me. Like, <laughs> I just got, you know, like, I don't be able to, you know, so. Uh, but, yeah, what had happened was uh, Ray Emery got her right jobs, uh, Carter Hutton, and, Carlson were already called up, so they couldn't call up another goalie for, like, financial reasons. And yeah. I basically – I did the whole entire uh, cup run in 2013 with the Hawks um, just as, like, a practice goalie for, like, their black aces. And basically that's, for better lack of word, how I got a meeting, I guess, with my coach for college. With yeah. What I, um, with yeah. – <laughs> it's – kind of a wild story so yeah for sure what was that experience like with the hawks even though you're like a black ace but like it still must have been incredible oh it was amazing like um you know i i, I was fortunate enough to to meet and uh i was uh across the locker room like straight directly across from steve monitor um you know rest in peace uh but uh, but yeah, there was like Brandon Peary uh, was there, Adam Clendenning, who is up and down with Cleveland, um, Jimmy Hayes is who mm-hmm. I sat directly. Um, you know, a bunch of guys up making and are still making like. <laughs> uh, but then yeah, it was just absolutely. It was like the time of my life, especially because it was such like a whirlwind from getting released from. Uh, the steel or you know whatever and then uh like you know not being able not being like certain of what the future held and then yeah like getting that call and then you know originally it was only supposed to be like a one day one day thing and they you know at the end of the skate they're like all right you know come back tomorrow and then it turned out all right here's a schedule for the rest of the week and then you know um but yeah basically went the whole entire run and yeah it was it was amazing 
Like it was some of the, some of the craziest and like best times of my life so far. So yeah, that that seems like it was an incredible, incredible experience for you, especially since you went into college after that and played at uh, Linden Lindenwood University, right? Yep, Lindenwood, uh, right outside of St. St. Louis and Missouri, in a city called St. Charles, like 20 minutes outside of St. Louis. Um, yeah, that, that basically what what got me, um, for better lack of word, like my, my college, I don't want to call it like, it was basically, I got to meet my coach and that was like enough for him to kind of be like, hey, like, you know, I can't promise you anything, but here's a trial. Um, and yeah, that was enough for him. But I mean, obviously, I think the whole NHL tag kind of makes bring some weight with it. But I mean, that didn't even that didn't face him either. Like my my coach in college, uh, my head coach Rick Zombo, he played you know 15 years or whatever it was in the NHL. Like he, you know, names or drops or whatever wasn't gonna face him, and he didn't care one way or another. Um, but yeah, that basically got my meeting with him, and yeah. Um, the rest is, I guess, history there. Yeah, for sure. What was, it, what was the biggest difference in, like, the style of the game that you had to change from, like, going to going back to college after playing, like, with, like, the Black Aces and, like, juniors and all that? Um, I think the hardest part for me was that, I mean, like I said, I, I spent basically six years on my couch. I mean, not on my couch, but, but away from the game. Yeah. So the biggest thing for me was just learning how to play again. Um, and like, I, like, obviously like I did okay in junior, like I did, was capable way more like, but again, like still trying to figure it out. Um, and then like the, the Hawks stuff, like that kind of, I was like, all right, like, you know, if I can stop these guys on a pretty consistent basis, like maybe I can do something with this, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, the main thing is is, is the, the speed between levels. Um, you know, you just have less time to think, which I actually think is easier. Um, you know, you just get to play. You don't really get a chance to overthink anything, um, which is which is really nice. But, but yeah, the, it was – I mean, even the, the, the consistency jump between – like my team in Brockville, um, we had a couple of uh, – they were rookies, you know, my, my year – uh, they were, you know, 16, 17, but, like, Griffin Molino was on it, who, I mean, spent time in the NHL last yeah. season. Mm-hmm. The Canucks, um, and I think he's in the A right now. I just, I can't remember where. Um, but, like, Brownie, Brownie went to, I believe, RIT, and, and I mean, it signed to an A deal. Like, there, there were some definitely guys who could play, but um, just, like, the, I would say the consistency on, like, that team between, like, you know, what I saw with like the USHL, just the consistency is way different. Um, you know, in, in the USHL, I think like to a point where like all their lines are good, and it's not you know you can't you don't just really worry about like you know the top top two lines or whatever. Like yeah. the consistency is really good there. So um, yeah, it, it was it was kind of kind of weird because you know then then I spent the whole summer uh, pretty much training with the Hawks guys too and. I think that that really helped, um, but then also like it's it's kind of like you kind of have to readjust after skating with the pros, heading to especially like the ACHA. Um, 
it's it's just it's different. It's a slower style of game. Um, again, more of that that consistency becomes like a problem. Um, you know, you'll have you have guys who have you know Division One commitments, but just can't pass clearinghouse, and then all of a sudden they end up in the ACHA, and then you know like a hundred points or something ridiculous in a year. So you definitely have some guys that that can play, but but yeah, then the the consistency kind of um, drops off. Um, but like my our division, Linwood's division, the what is it, CD, CSHL or whatever yeah. the. I, th- yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that that I mean, every team in our in our division was always ranked top ten. Like mm-hmm. those those games were always like grinds. So yeah, it was just different having to like a having to learn how to play again, but also having to like adjust the levels after like month by month basis i guess if you will so it was uh it was pretty interesting but but yeah i mean i i still wouldn't know where i would be without like uh my goalie coach at linwood my freshman year uh his name's luke vanker um he runs his goalie school's 3e goaltending um but our, our actually our rink they installed like uh they installed something backwards and the ice melted, so we didn't have ice at our normal rink the first month. So basically, I had goalie skates with him for the first three weeks, just one on one. And he had, like, you know, he basically taught me how to skate again. So that was, I, I don't know where the hell I would be without that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so going back to like how like adjusting to the speed, like I got called up to like a better, better like division league thing and like. It's a lot easier compared to, like the league that I was playing in compared to going up to the next level. It's like a lot like easier to adjust. Like I like that style more. Yeah, it's definitely. It's definitely. It's it's you know you can just go out and play versus you know overthink things and and guys are are where they should when they should be and it's just you can predict things a lot easier versus like um, having to kind of just be. I guess over patient and then having to just, you know, react to everything afterwards. It's nice when you can just, you know, go out and play and guys are in the correct spots and, you know, hockey's just how it should be played, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can totally understand that. Yeah, for sure. What, what was your favorite college hockey memory from all your, all your, like all the seasons that you played college hockey for? Um, probably uh, nationals the year we won was was held actually in Chicago, which was super nice to to you know my grandparents were there and they're getting older, so that was super awesome for them to be able to witness that. Um, yeah, probably nationals in Chicago was was probably my my favorite college memory. Um, you know, there and I mean there were great ones every year, but I would I would say probably that one being being the number one. What was that experience like playing uh, nationals in in Chicago, especially since it's your hometown? Um, it was. I mean, I I grew up playing like state championships in like the Edge Arena and whatnot. So, um, it was it was definitely definitely interesting. Um, you kind of have that familiarity with with the rink and the setup, um, which is always nice. Um, you know, you kind of. You kind of have some history there, and uh, which is is always fun. But but yeah, it was that was great. My whole family um, was fortunate enough to be able to come out, so that was really awesome. Um, yeah, it, it, and and I I'd, I'd done pretty well in that rink um, the whole entire year. 
Um, so, you know, I, I felt confident, but yeah, it was, it was super awesome just being in, in front of, you know, family and friends and, you know, being able to, to see them, especially, and then them being able to see, you know, our team succeed. And that, that was, that was huge for me. And especially stuff like your grandparents, you know, that's, especially, you know, once, once they're getting older, it's, it's, it's awesome when you can, you know, they can witness something special. Yeah. Uh, share with those you. memories with them. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a hundred percent what it is, and, and that's that's always going to be awesome. So, yeah. So uh, going to like after college hockey, you began your pro career, and uh, you were rostered on three teams your first year: the Indy Fuel, Rapid City Rush, and the Watertown Wolves of the Federal Hockey League. What was it like playing yep. for those three teams, especially in like the East Coast? Um. Well, so. Um, I started, I started the year actually in Mississippi. I was in training camp in the SP with, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi River Kings. Um, and I'd gotten released from that team, uh, right after camp. So, um, kind of went home, trained with them, uh, with my goalie coach then, um, you know, kind of did as best I could to, to keep, keep everything intact that I worked on. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was wild. Um, Indy, I, w I was reaching out to them a, a bunch just because, you know, they're kind of local, um, not too far from Chicago. So I knew I could, you know, if they needed somebody in a jam or whatever, um, I could hop on and, you know, be there pretty quickly. Um, but then, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. Um, they, they'd called me. I'd actually was in contact with the team that they were playing that weekend. Uh, a whole bunch, um, and then yeah, they did call me and went there the next night. Um, granted, it wasn't anything like a real contract; it was only an e-bug. Um, and then same-ish type of situation for Rapid City. Um, Rapid City, it was let's see, we. Were, goalie movement going on with uh, their affiliate at that point was was Minnesota Wild, and they had a bunch of guys going up and down in the A, and I mean, they didn't know what they had, had they had, and it was it was kind of a mess on, on that end, um, and actually, um, I was supposed to get a PTO there uh, for the third game, but it got shot down, unfortunately, and then, and then yeah, literally, I, I got home, got off the flight um, from Rapid City. Uh, got back to St. Louis, where I was staying in the meantime, training with my goalie coach. Um, drove out the next night, the you know, 14 or whatever hours it is to Watertown. Got there on like the 20, 23rd of December, I want to say. And then, yeah, just um, kind of rode out from there. And, and uh, again, fortunate enough to, to be on a team that uh, won and you know, the, I guess the rest is history, so. Yeah, and you went 16-4-2 uh, and two that year. I, I saw so that, that was really good for you. What, what was it like getting that shot to start that many games and play, like, really well, even though after you moved around a lot? Yeah, um, it was kind of weird. I uh, wasn't expecting, A, for that season to kind of bounce around as much as I did, um, but also, like, uh, I – so when I got to Watertown, they weren't in a playoff spot. Um, 
and then you know just I think it was more of uh, you know they were just like all right let's keep the ball rolling and um, I was I was playing pretty decently and and I think like you know the guys felt comfortable in front of me and then yeah um, just more of just like a momentum thing I want to say and then yeah that's kind of what had happened and yeah um, yeah I know there was only like six games in playoffs but I think yeah some something like that yeah. six, six I, yeah, I think that's what I was looking at yeah six games in playoffs and then yeah 16 in the regular season and and yeah I mean granted I'd gotten there pretty much halfway through the year but but yeah and it was it was kind of wild um yeah just kind of got the ball rolling and kind of went with it and you know I guess the the rest is history yeah, so you guys went on to win the Commissioner's Cup that season, and that must have been, like, an awesome experience to go through. What was it like to win that championship, especially in your first year pro? Uh, um, it was kind of like a crazy ending to a crazy year, as as weird as that sounds. Um, you know, I, I still talk to a bunch of those guys. Um, you know, you kind of keep in contact, especially with the guys you went with. Um, but, but, yeah, it was, it was wild, and and, and I mean, even the games, like, so we were playing in the first series, we played Carolina, which Carolina to Watertown, New York, Winston-Salem, Carolina to Watertown, New York is not close at all. Yeah. And so they had us playing the first game in Carolina and the very next night in Watertown. What the hell? Yeah. So it's, it was, it was wild, but then also both games went into double overtime. Ooh. So we literally, we got done with the first game. It was like, I don't know, close to midnight, whatever it was. Um, yeah, got done after the double OT. Again, got right on the bus, drove again another 14, 15 hours or whatever it was because it always takes longer on a bus. You basically, we dropped our gear off at the rink. We went and grabbed food real quick, changed into our suits, and then went right back to the rink. So it was, it was like just an adrenaline-filled crazy much so so you got no time to rest there no it was it was i mean you slept on the bus and then you know hope you got enough coffee or energy drinks or whatever to kind of handle that or like you know hopefully give yourself some energy but, but yeah it was it was it was wild like that that was just that was crazy like any of the travel just i don't know what they expected like you know the very next night playing playing like that because even if you would have won you know even if that game ends in just normal overtime um or normal regulation like that's still a super far drive to yeah. be playing 24 hours later so it's uh it was definitely interesting to say the least so yeah for sure so uh, well, that was an incredible experience especially driving 15 hours right after your first your overtime games and then uh, going into this season you've been you've been splitting the season a lot or you've been moving around a lot what was what's what's that like especially since you don't know when your next shot's coming so columbus is my fifth roster of the season so far um which is um kind of uh it, it's difficult in a way that you know you can't you don't get too comfortable or whatever um and it's pretty hard to get into a groove um but yeah, it's um, you know, it, it, you know, they gave me an opportunity, and you know, I've 
I was fortunate enough to, you know, I guess kind of right place at the right time when they needed a guy. So, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was definitely weird. Um, a lot of, I don't want to say bad bounces, but just a lot of, um, things that kind of just didn't pan out necessarily. Um, in the way I wanted them to, uh, it, and not even really just based on me. It was, you know, a guy comes back from a call up un, unexpectedly or, or, um, you know, a guy, you know, decides he's going to stick around with a team stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's, it, you know, and, and, but again, I've tried to just handle what I can handle and what I and control, what I can control. And, um, so, you know, you, you try not to beat yourself up over too many existential things that you have no control over. So, um, yeah, I've tried to control what I can control and, um, you know, kind of let the rest handle the rest. Yeah. Columbus has some pretty sick jerseys too. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely one of the cooler jerseys that I've ever worn. Um, they're one of my favorites for sure. Um, I mean, it's a river dragon. Like it's absolutely like, it's not a common thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, I they're super sick, and I'm a big fan of the the teal, the blue ones. So yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. So what did you do to stay in shape, and like, how do you practice when you were like, or during the off season, like coming into this year? Um. So since since I've uh, since my first season back, I've been fortunate enough to um, basically train with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, uh, basically do all their skates, do all their caption practices the whole entire summer. Um, there's a guy, um, his name's Brian Keane. Uh, he basically runs a, a group of, it's mostly Hawks, but it's also a bunch of NHL guys um, who live in Chicago over the summer. Um, you know, there's there's like 30 of them. So, I mean, I'm skating. When, once things start start going, I'm on the ice like three hours a day for like four or five days a week um so that end is pretty nice um but uh i definitely this summer i changed trainers um to more of um i don't want to say like hockey focused rather than just you know lifting weights with with because my old trainer was also very knowledgeable i just i just kind of liked um where my new trainer was headed uh my new trainer i actually had played with when i was a kid and had played against in college and um yeah he kind of tailored something a little more specific for me that you know um wasn't just you know brute strength um but kind of you know would keep me would keep me strong but also very efficient very light um which i think is is a good thing um hockey players tend to be on the skinnier side of athletes normally big butt big legs um and then kind of like a skinny upper body but normally you try to be pretty lean um but yeah it's uh it's definitely a lot of a lot of ice time um i put three for sure most times four possibly five days a week in the gym as well um you know as some of them both in the same day um I don't really start skating super heavy until like around August. Um, like we're probably like, it's only like once, maybe twice a week up until like probably like late end of June and through July. It's only like once, maybe twice a week. So that's, that's not bad. And it's nice to get your, get your weight up in the gym and, and feel strong in that end. But yeah, once I start skating, like, you know, the four to five times a week, it's, uh, 
it's it kind of tail off a little bit on the on the gym part yeah. uh, at least I, because you know you can also overtrain and that's not good you don't want to be burnt out by the time you you know head into your season so um so yeah yeah so um, what do you do for like before like you started like heavy like heavy skating what do you do what do you practice um for me um I'll, I'll do i kind of try to listen to my body as much as possible um i feel good when i'm putting in time in the gym um you know and, and some days that's you know real big heavy weights or whatever um and some days you know that might be stretching that might be going to a yoga class which i actually enjoy um yeah it's it's i try to really just listen to my body and you know uh take it from there like but most times it's it's you know me and my my trainer in the gym running through you know a circuit or running through like um you know a, a program so that's that's pretty much what handles it there um if it, it, you try to mix in a good a good amount of you know strength uh definitely definitely conditioning before before i really start skating so we'll do like a lot of a lot of rope stuff a lot of uh a lot of like you know sprint jump type that stuff kind of where you're working on strength but also conditioning at the same time um and then yeah that pretty much takes me right into skating and and yeah then once i start skating i, I kind of i'm lucky enough that i skate so hard and so long uh all those days that i really don't need to worry about conditioning in the gym so the ice pretty much takes care of it takes care of it for me for there um so that's nice. Yeah. So going to when you said you played play hockey in the summer in Chicago, you play in the CPHL. How did how do you get invited to play in the CPHL? What was that experience like? Um, well, it was uh, the the guy that I, I the coach that that handles the um, basically like the Hawks practice practice captains practices for better lack of word uh, and handles that that group of NHL guys. Uh, that handles the NHL guys in um, in Chicago. He's a big part of it, um, and also Anders Sorensen, who is a, who's a, a coach for Rockford right now in the AHL and Chicago system. Um, he's known me for a, a good couple of years since I started playing again as well. Um, and yeah, the first season they just they needed a guy, and then um, they were like, "Well, you're already here all the time, anyways." Um, and then. You know, this summer it was like, all right, like, you know, here's the schedule. So um, immediately it was more of like on a fill-in basis. And then they realized like, you know, hey, this guy isn't, probably isn't going to come this the rest of the summer because he's living on the other side of the country. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, it started off again just kind of like a one-time thing. And they're like, all right, like, you know, if you can make it every single time, you know, go for it. So What's it like getting shot on by like superstars like Patrick Kane, Alex Brinkett? All, all those guys that have been in the NHL for a while now. Um, it's super fun and also super frustrating at the same time. So it's, it's super fun because, um, you know, I get to skate with those guys pretty frequently. Uh, I'm pretty fortunate on that end. But it's super frustrating because it's also summer. So it's pretty much optional defense. Yeah. And, and, and on that end, it's uh, – you know, it's not uncommon for me to see like a three on zero. Like, there's, there's a, a video of the Brinkett scoring, and it's like, uh, it's like Tommy DePauli, who's in the Penguin system, to Brinkett, 
or JT Comfort coming down on the three on O, and and it was like, all right, well, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do here. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty optional defense, and it's not like you know I'm not expecting them to play defense, you know, and it's, it's all fun anyways because it's all summer. But, but yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, it can be uh, it can be pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, did they give you any good chirps or chirp you a lot whenever you're uh, out there? It seems like goalies get lit up a lot too. In those, in those games, you know, like an eleven-nine game is not uncommon. Or like, you know, uh, I, I, I think, I think I lost the game like ten. Uh, I lost the game eleven to ten. You know, on an overtime goal or something. It was, yeah. It's it's definitely definitely wild. And I mean, especially like <clears throat> you get pretty much anyone who's you know past a certain point in hockey enough time or space. And they're gonna make you pay for it, and especially when you've got like guys like Alex Zabrinkit coming down. Like that guy doesn't need very much time or space, and and you know then he gets it all this time and space in, in the summer league, and it definitely makes you pay. So yeah, uh, so yeah, it's but it's 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 a ton of fun, and I mean again, like it's so cool being out there with 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 those guys. So yeah, for sure, just seems like a blast. I went to one last last year and seems like everyone's everyone just has a good time it's all all just fun yeah it's definitely definitely um you know it's all friendly um i mean it's all it's all for a great cause too it's all it's all for charity so so yeah it uh it definitely is a is a good time and kind of one of the highlights um of my summer just because you know i i get to hang out with a bunch of friends and and play hockey so yeah for sure we got we got a few more questions for you before before uh, we get you go we let you go. So, what advice would you give to younger goalies that are looking to get to like the next level? Um, definitely. Um, like so, my biggest thing is, is not having regrets. Like um, whether it be you know people wanting to 
you know, oh, should I go play juniors or, you know, should I, should I do this? Well, I would rather look back on something, you know, 10, 15 years later and be like, oh, you know what? I gave it a shot or, you know, I, I, I tried my best and, you know, it didn't work out. Um, rather than having to look back in 10 years and be like, oh man, I wish I would have done that. Um, but also, you know, you, it's just, um, the, you know, the, the typical holds true. Like, um, you know, if you, if you work hard, eventually somebody's going to give you a chance and then, you know, it's up to you to, to kind of go from there. And, and, you know, as long as, as you keep working hard, like people, somebody's going to notice it somewhere and then, then yeah, as, you know, once they open a door, you've got to, you've got to walk through it. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a difficult keep going um and you know hockey should be fun at the end of the day so um make sure you enjoy it because you can only play it so long and we're only able to do this for so long so so enjoy it while you can yeah for sure it always seems like hockey's about just about opportunities take get get every opportunity you can just take get the most out of it yeah it's um and, and that that's kind of a double-edged sword because you know if you're if you're playing well, um, you're probably going to get more opportunities or more benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah, it's a you know uh, right place, right time. But I I also believe that has a lot to do with you know your personal thing. Um, you know if you're if you're playing well, then you know the right place, the right time might come to you more frequently or might come to you rather than somebody else. And then and then ultimately it's up to you to kind of go with it. And run from there. Yeah, for sure. Who do you look up to as a kid when you uh, first started playing goalie or watching hockey? Uh, so when I first started playing hockey, um, I, number one, I was a defenseman first. Uh, my favorite was like Brian Leach, actually, for the Rangers. Um, but uh, but goalie-wise, it was Yevgeny Nabokov, Brian Boucher. Uh, I love Patrick Waugh. Um, and then uh, I like Felix Poppin, uh, Cujo as well. Um, those were those were a bunch of my favorites. Um, but yeah, I would say probably probably the biggest two was like Evgeny Nabarkov when he was with the Sharks, and then uh, Brian Boucher when he was with Philly. Uh, like those were like my two like favorites. So yeah, I'm I I wasn't there or I wasn't alive back then when they started playing, <laughs> but. I do remember Nabokov and uh, Boucher. They're they're really good. And then I saw highlights from like Patrick Waugh's days, Mike Vernon, all those guys. So it's, yeah. it's fun fun to go back and watch those highlights. Yeah, I always thought like Patrick Waugh had like the coolest pads. I thought like uh, Cujo had like the coolest paint job. But I loved like loved the way that like Nabokov played. And I was like, um, I was a I don't want to say like a huge Sharks fan, but I really like the Sharks uh, as a kid. So it kind of kind of made sense for me to like him. And yeah, I love the way he played back in the day. And, and yeah, he was he was. I would say he would probably be my number one favorite. Yeah, I love I loved watching all those guys. What's what's your goal for after hockey? Um, you know that's hard to say. Um, I'm trying to. <laughs> You know, trying to make it as, as far and play as long as I can um, at, at the current point in time. And after hockey, uh, I, I don't know. I guess uh, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. I mean, I guess as cliche as it sounds, just, just be happy, right? Uh, yeah, always got to be happy. 
Yeah, I think that I think honestly, shares that sounds. I think that's 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 probably what my goal be. Um, and that goal is kind of different for everyone. It happens different for everyone, but, but yeah, that uh, I would do the same You know, might be different. You know, I might have very different goals. Might have a very different answer. But as of right now, yeah, just be happy. So. Yeah, for sure. It's a, that's about all we have. But maybe next time you're in Chicago, we could go to a rink or something and do some challenges or something if you want to. Yeah, sounds good, man. Yeah, so uh, thank you for your time. It's been an honor having you on the podcast, uh, Cody. And uh, good luck the rest of the way. All right, thank you guys for having me. really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.